Welcome back to my second episode of Right Now, Right Here with Apollo Mighty. I am Apollo Mighty, and today my special guest is my really good friend, Zach, who goes by Zen Baby, and we're going to get more into why that is later, because I've always been curious how you got to Zen Baby. Right now, I'm right here. But how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm chill. Good to see you. I haven't seen you in like... Like up close and personal over like two years. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, I wouldn't go that far. It wasn't two, say years. two years. No, I mean, it might be, but I know I feel like we, I've been sprinkled in there here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zach and I used to be in a band together. We started, well, we started off just doing music together because you were. Um, you were the first person to ever do shows with me in Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think many people know that. It was me, you, and Brandon. Damn, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know I was, I was like one of the first. That's cool. Yeah, bro. You brought me in. You helped me develop myself. I broke the chair. Yeah, I was not going to say that, but I wanted, but yeah, pretty much. Uh, my Chicago cherry. Um, but yeah, man, like we made a lot of great music together. We worked together for a while there at those who shall not be named because I'm not going back ever there. <laughs> so yeah, man. So uh, right now, right here, how are you? What's going on in your life? Um, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I think uh, I kind of had a hump, like a, you know, a little hill trying to get over. And it's, and it's weird. It's like, you know, when you, when you hit those like bumps in the road, it's not like life pauses, you know, like as much as you want it to pause, as much as you want it to, you're just kind of like, you kind of just gotta, you know, you gotta keep going or, you know, you can keep sitting there hoping that it stops. And then that's like, just, you know, that kind of sucks because you're in this limbo and everything yeah. is just, so, but I'm, I'm chilling. Um, you know. it's, it's kind of a weird, and I mean, I don't think there's ever a good time to hit a snag in life but it's, it's, it was kind of an interesting time to go through interpersonal problems, you know what I'm saying, with the world kind of being what it looks like. Because I feel, I feel like if I'm going through something, right, I have a system a little bit. I, go, I love going to the movies by myself. I love eating a bunch of chocolate. And then I love like getting really like deep into my fitness. I used to love to I used to love to drink, but I stopped doing that. So I had to kind of figure out like different like methods. But I like I couldn't really hit the gym. I couldn't really hit the movies. And like just sitting in my house watching a whole bunch of movies got after a while got kind of depressing. You know what I mean? And eating chocolate on top of that. Oh, man, I love chocolate. I still love fucking chocolate. Yeah. So like, I mean, how have you been processing what you're going through then? Like, I mean. Yeah, like exactly. What have you been doing that you normally wouldn't be that you normally wouldn't have access to do or be able to do? Um. Well, it's funny you mentioned fitness because I had bought I had bought a uh, one of those things that you do bar, you know, that thing. Okay. <laughs> it's the, a barbell. Yeah, I bought that. Huh. A barbell. No. Um. It's the thing that you lay on, and then you can do. Uh, whatever these are. Anyways, I bought something fitness related. I love that. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I was going through some shit and uh, 
I just kind of realized that like um, there are certain things that will help me get out of a funk and there's certain things that will exasperate it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, for me, it's just about like being intentional and being like really present with myself when I am like feeling shitty. And so like, I realized, okay, I'm doing things that aren't really making me feel any better. So let me do something that will. And it was putting together this thing. I don't know what it's called for that. I bought for fitness related things. I oh, just okay. like put it together. Yeah, like I had it ordered and I put it together. Um, but I also do things like, you know, clean my room mm-hmm. or organize things in a way that helps it easier down the road. I think that's what's dope about it and why I always remember to do it is because it makes life easier tomorrow. Right. And, you know, however long until I, and then I'll, it'll, and sometimes it's probably like a, a subconscious thing, but like I'll, I'll, I'll notice it in a way where, things are seamless. So like, I won't, I won't get caught up by, you know, tripping over the laundry bin that was in the middle of the floor. Cause I realized I can put it under my bed now, you know, I won't think about that. Right. Because it's just, I'm moving throughout my day, but like, I'm th- it's like a subconscious sort of thing where it's like, I'm thanking myself and like, and sort of like patting myself on the back. Cause it's like, you know, I did feel like shit. Right. But like making, making it, being on top of that and being like okay you know what i can make myself feel better and then doing those things it really pays off like it really makes you good that's great like i'm curious like what does have you noticed a pattern in your um and like what your mind is saying to you when you're in the funk and then have you also noticed when it starts to switch and change over to like being more solution oriented about getting out I've been trying to notice that more often. Um, I, you know, it's really hard because I've I've like struggled with a lot of depression since I was like in seventh, seventh, sixth grade, probably earlier than that. Because I think a lot of it stems from my parents having a really early divorce when I was like not even 10 years old. So like, I, you know, I've been dealing with a lot of that shit. And I think my thoughts have kind of like, you know, formed into like the way that I function on a daily from a very young age. So like, it's, it's, I, I have been, I've been, I've been trying to like really notice those things, but like part of it is I'm, I'm really afraid. And then part of it is just so like ingrained to how I'm, I operate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of it is definitely a lack of uh, self-love. So whenever I have thoughts of like, you know, just those thoughts that you wouldn't put on anybody else. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be really hard on you. Right. Like I wouldn't, tell you you know hold you accountable for things that you that are just so ridiculous like you know just be super hard you know what I mean um that kind of like taking a step back and like having that sort of perspective um I I don't know I think that's probably the biggest one a lot of times (laughs) just to be honest I succumb to it like it's just very easy for me to do it and I've kind of like um I'm just used to it. It's just sort of like there's nothing else outside of that, which isn't true. But um, well, we get caught in those patterns, and we get caught in the the idea of who we think we have to be. Like for me, I always notice that the my because I you know we've you've worked with me, so my anxiety talks to me. My anxiety says you are going to fail 
you will not pay any of those bills and you're like you're going to make a mockery of this life that you have and you're running out of time like those are the, probably like the biggest things that pop up in my subconscious and yeah. i mean like just in my mind and i'm like oh wait i have to go extra hard on this seemingly unimportant task because if i don't like so much of who i believe about myself of how I think about myself is weighed, is weighing on this. And so people are like, no, bro, just, you know, just, just go and take care of the bill. Like, just call them and tell them that you, I'm like, right. Like it actually, it happened today, bro. Speaking of like right now, right here, it happened today. I was, um, I've been dealing with some shit, like some court shit that I haven't taken care of because I, I, I am totally afraid of the justice system. I don't believe, I, I, it terrifies the fuck out of me. But I, I took a long time to deal with it. And this guy who has been my caseworker has been just fucking me around and making me pay extra money and doing this shit. And I got court coming up. So I'm like super like all in my head about it. And I'm, today was the day I'm supposed to get my certificate and the guy's trying to send me the email for it. And I'm just freaking out on him. I'm like, bro, you have to make sure you have everything. Like, spell my name correctly. It's Simmons, S-I-M. And he's just like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Which is making him more reactive towards me in a negative way. And so it's a cycle. Um, yeah. I wonder like, are you, are you ever, cause I know we talk about, oh, this is how it's affecting me. This is how it's affecting me. But with me being in such close quarters with people over quarantine, I saw how my anxiety affects the people around me in a way that I had never seen before, a way that I never before. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, I, I remember, oh, this is, this is really hard for me to admit, but somebody once told me that I was scary. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I am the sweetest, kindest, but what they were talking about, they were talking about anxiety and rage and anger filled Apollo. Like when I can't see straight, you yeah. know what I mean? Like what's, your, what's been your experience with, with that? It's like, um, so let me get, make sure I have your question totally filled out. So you're saying like, what, like, what is my... Like, like what have, what's been your experience of noticing how your depression and your anxiety affect other people and the um, people who are around you? Um, I noticed uh, I'll joke about things that, like, a, it's sort of like a self-depreciation thing. Mm -hmm. But I'll do it in a way that, like, off, I, for me, at least, I didn't notice that it was self-depreciation until I was talking to somebody about it. Um, because I think it's kind of, like, like, covered as something else. Um, and then I like tested it one day cause I was like real self-conscious about, you know, how it was, cause I had my shirt off and I was walking around the crib and I wanted to go put a shirt on. And then I was like, what, like, these are my, like, I live with my best friends. Like, why is it that big of an issue? Mm -hmm. There was that part of my brain that was like telling me like fighting. And it was like, why is that an issue? And I was like, no, no, it's okay. It's just a shirt. And it's like, no, like just go walk out there. You literally only want to go to the living room to grab one thing grab the thing and walk back in your room. And I did it and I made sure to look at everybody who was there and they weren't looking at me. The world does not revolve around you in ways that you think it is. It's just, oh, and, you know. That's so much, that's so much of our ego. You know what I mean? And yeah. 
I, I learned over the over I keep calling it a break and I really should stop doing that because it really wasn't a, a break, but <laughs> <laughs> I learned hell. <laughs> it was hell, right. I learned during the hell break that my ego is set up in such a way to where it thinks it's protecting me and it's automatic. And my ego will link up with my creativity and they will create stories about shit that has never happened, will probably never happen just to keep me like prepared for in case it ever does happen and I'll know how to react. And I'll, and I'll do that shit when it comes to people who I care about. I, my mind will show me often people who I love dying. Wow. Yeah, like I, it'll, I'll, it'll show me like at the funeral or getting the phone call that they've passed away and mm-hmm. like falling apart. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Um, and so I've tried to catch that because it then makes me, it then, it all, like, it it actually has the opposite effect because you would think if I'm always thinking about my friends dying, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll call them more and I'll check in more. I want to avoid that pain. So I distance myself more. I'm like, nah, if I'm not as close to you, a part of me goes, if I'm not that close to you, then you not being around won't hurt that much. Which is which is ego, which is rooted in abandonment issues, all of which I have. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It's it's been a it's been a learning uh, a learning thing, you know, and and I noticed that there's so much of me that wants to know better, that wants to like to do better, and then there's so much of me that is that is okay living in the the muck of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause it's hard to evolve. It is. It's painful. It's very painful. You're shedding. You're shedding skin that like feels like it's not supposed to come off. Oh. So good. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this part back. That was so good. You're shedding skin that feels like it's not supposed to come off. <laughs> With the hope that there's something better under there. Cause you have no idea who you're evolving into. You don't. You really don't know. Um, and I, I think that's what's so scary is that we feel like we don't know, but there is something though, right? Like, it's not like there's just this empty void when we, you know, peel off a, 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 a scab. Mm-hmm. There's still something there. It's just, um, it's just vulnerable. It's just, yeah. a, it's in a state of, of growth. I think what, uh, makes it really hard for me to remember that is when I'm relearning things that I thought I already knew. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's really difficult for me. Uh, Cause I'll, I'll, I'll be like, I've been here, right? Like yeah. about a year and a half ago, I felt like I already learned this lesson, but clearly I didn't. Life is a series of relearning and what I've learned and what I can appreciate about that journey for myself is that even though just because I have to relearn something, I learned it the first time in a season where I needed to learn it. It was, it needs to be applied at that moment in my life. So whatever <laughs> I'm having, so for whatever reason I'm having to repeat that shit now, there is a, there is a reason. Like, and I don't know, like, especially when it's like hard times. Cause I mean, I, I think it's interesting that we talk, we're talking about like you going through something 
I think that it's, it would be, I'd be hard pressed to go back into a time of my life where I could say, oh, I wasn't going through something. There were things that were, that were like a lot, that were more intense, that were a bigger surprise. But somebody told me once, nothing hits you harder than the, than, fuck. It was a preacher. The preacher said, no hits hit you harder than the ones you don't see coming. Like yeah. nothing hits you harder than the, than the hits you don't see coming or something like that. But basically I've learned that there's a part of me that always stays on guard and like that's ready to always get hit. So that's why there's this idea in my head that like, oh, I'm always going through it. But that's just not true. Like there are moments of my life that are filled with joy and I've tried to go back over like the last couple of weeks and write those moments down when they come up. You know, do you like remember when we did that show at um, the bike place? Oh, that was the very first show that I ever did in Chicago. Uh, nice. But yeah. I had so I had so much fun that night. But the one that me, you, Danny, uh, Ivy, like we all did it like at the top of that bar or whatever. Yeah. Um... Lulu? Yeah, damn, you remember the shit. And I was, yes. Well, I've, been there. I've been there a few times after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but no, like, like, like that was a moment in my life where I, I was so happy in it that it blurred right by, you know? So writing it down kind of helps me remember that when I am going through some shit, go back and remember all the stuff that you're grateful for. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's one thing about my mindfulness practice right now that I've incorporated incorporated into it is my my gratefulness practice. And just remembering, just, just remembering so that I don't get so caught up in the fact that shit sucks right now that I forget that it won't suck at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of also makes me think of uh, what you were saying about uh, your brain kind of like showing you okay well this person who's close to you and like here's their funeral and like all these things that feel really like like extreme yeah I, I remember my therapist was telling me like we had this, a similar kind of conversation where it was like you know here's here's how you're reacting to this event like this is your immediate reaction or, or whatever and then uh than your reaction to that like your brains your brain has a reaction to it just mm -hmm. out of like routine or you know you think of like you're you're somebody dying or something and then you think about the fact that you're like and then you're like why the fuck why why would i do that These and then you're judging. like you know you're saying like you put people away. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah um, you start judging the emotion yeah. that you're having yeah you don't really and, and it was cool because he was saying like you know your your brain is it possible that your brain was protecting you from something mm -hmm. like is it possible that your brain is like trying to protect you from you know something and i think and i think it's interesting because like within with your case it made me think of that because you were saying that you'd think i'd get closer to people um but then you don't and you sort of do the opposite you know your brain doing that could be a way of sh of like wanting you to to get closer to people. And that's its way of protecting you is showing you like this really painful kind of thing. Cause it's like here, maybe you're yeah. meant to be closer to certain people. You're absolutely right. Hey, I'm gonna pause for just one moment. All right. All right. And so you mentioned that um, 
you were in therapy. I hope it's okay if I talk about that just a little bit, just because I'm such an advocate for people in general should get therapy. Um, and, but especially like people of color, you know what I mean? Just, I, I just, I'm just, and men, like men and people of color in general, which is everybody, of course. I mean, I want everybody to get it, but tell me about a little bit about your journey with that. Like how long have you been in it? And like, what are some of the things that you've taken away from it since you've been in therapy? Yeah. Um, so I got in therapy. I mentioned my parents had a, a divorce when I was like real young. And they, they kind of put me uh, into therapy early on. Mm. Um, I don't know if that was my reaction to it or if that was just like they, they felt that I should be in that because they got a divorce. It might have been a mix of both. But um, when I was a lot younger, it just felt like a chore. It didn't really feel like it was helping me with much. Um, but as I got older, I decided to go to therapy for my own sake. And um, I gained a lot. And I think it's with like anything that you, you know, you want to do it and you want to be intentional about it. You're going to get something from it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I definitely got stuff from it when I was younger, but it was, you know, there's always like a, a little bit of a wall, like of resistance when it's not something you really want to do. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, I probably, I probably had like six, five or six, maybe seven therapists, but like, this is my, second one now that I've like seeked out and gone out to find it's been really great um he's he's super cool dude I'm gonna see him right after this <laughs> oh that's dope man yeah he's a cool guy so yeah um I've been with my therapist now for about three months nice. um and one of the biggest things that I've learned was because I wanted to know what I was doing. I told them everything that I was doing, like in terms of my pattern. And then they kind of started breaking down the whys behind it or asked me the questions to help me break down my whys. Yeah. Any, like, and, and one of the biggest things that I've learned is that I, I carry around so much guilt and so much shame about who I am as a person and for the shit that I've done that was, I mean, I'll be honest, it was fucked up. Like I've done some fucked up shit in my life and I don't know how to forgive myself. And um, another thing that was really powerful because um, like I told you, I'm sober now. And every now and then I'll get that, that, that angst that they're like, oh shit, I need to fuck some shit up. And she told me, you're still prone to chaos. Like you're still, you're still in love with the idea that things need to feel out of place in order to be correct for you. So those, so you spent, so she said, you spent, you know, most of your time living in chaos and you visited peace every now and then. Damn. So now you, you're, make, you're building a house in peace and you want to go visit chaos every now and then because you miss home, but that's not home anymore. You got to like make your peace over here where you are. Um, and I think about that all the time now, because one of the things that I, I was doing was noticing that I was ready to self-sabotage. I was doing it in little micro ways, like, oh, I'm gonna go do something or say something fucked up. So then now I can walk around all day feeling guilty or angry or some heightened version of some emotion 
because that's what I need. I need the high of the emotion. Yeah. I don't know. So that was like that that blew my whole wig back when she said that. I was like, number one, how dare you know me is better than I know myself. Yeah. Um, I'm what I was just wondering like if you had any like experiences like that. Yeah, I recorded them. Oh shit. And then I uh decided not to listen back to them because I was too scared to revisit them. Uh, but yeah, I definitely had, I definitely had one of those moments. It's like, it's like you, you have that moment with them and it's like, you, you want to like go hang out with them afterwards, you know? <laughs> like Yeah. I'm like, you're my best fucking friend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember, uh, one one time we were talking about like last last session we were talking about like I think we were talking about like identity issues and stuff. Mm. Um, and I think like one of my biggest problems, and you know this, is, this has been the same problem I've had since I've met you, is just like artistry problems with like who I am as an artist and then who I am like as a person, and then like merging those two has always been really difficult for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so I think we were kind of talking about that. Can't remember the specifics because we we're talking about there. I just I'm trying to think of like the moment where it was like, oh shit. But uh we were talking about being in the moment and we were talking about like literally what your podcast is about, like here and now, and how like you can be you can be like present, but you cannot you can like ignore things, I guess, and like not be totally aware of uh just like I don't know I don't know it it was just interesting because he was basically it was it was basically like him saying a couple things and then I kind of like talked myself into the solution and was like love when they do that yeah because it was about like uh wanting wanting like there to be a goal for like evolution like wanting like feeling like it doesn't really matter how much shit I do because it's just, I'm just going to always have to keep doing it. And I'm always evolving. And to me, like, sometimes I'll get in this mindset where it's like, it feels like it's pointless because like, if I'm just going to keep growing and I'm going to keep going, like, what's the point, right? Oh my God, bro. Yes. So I was like, I was tweaking out because like, that's, that's like one of, one of the, one of the sources of depression for me is that is like it, it's sort of like existential things. It's like what's what's the bigger point? What is the fucking point? Exactly. So, um, but what was cool because I was realizing as I was saying that is that if there was one big point, if there was like a cap to it, or there was like, it would sort of, it would sort of get pointless. Like there wouldn't be anything to do. Like if you if the whole point of living was was would be to retire, when you retire, what not? Yeah, like yeah, that would be it, right? Like, but it's not. And so, um, yeah, it just kind of made me think about like how even thinking about that is sort of taking me away from figuring out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like me thinking about the fact that like I want life to be this endless sort of cycle where I'm always trying to like, you know, like, or I'm sorry, it being that and, and how that can be really, you know, just so much effort and shit. 
that's the effort that's the effort all that shit that's the that's me you know that's what sucks and like in those moments where i'm like you know not wanting to do cert a and b not wanting to get up go to work it's not the work it's not like when i'm there it's it's thinking about it being work it's me literally sitting there complaining about it it's not being there like when i'm on the street walking down you know to the bus stop on a day like this it's beautiful yeah like you know so um and it also takes away from things that like opportunity because it takes away from you know you're going to air this episode and i guarantee you the weather is not going to be that nice but like okay maybe that means i should move somewhere else maybe that means you know what i mean like for me to for me to be like man it just sucks because the weather sucks outside well then go like go find somewhere else you want to live like go go on a vacation like you know if you're only thinking about how things suck you're never you're ever taking an opportunity to figure out how to change it you know for me what it sounds like is that i know a lot of people are looking for and searching for this idea of purpose yeah to define their why so like your why is your purpose and there's all these people def- like trying to help you define it and figure out what you're here for and all this other shit but as humans especially like where we are in the world we're privileged enough to say we can define our why we get to define our purpose we get to look and examine at the things that make us go yes that and then you get to run at that full force. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, and even still, like, you know, we do music and they, I don't know why people have this idea that if you're a musician, you're just like making, cranking out songs all the time. No, I don't. I try, I try. And I went through over like the last few months of like the same, the same exact point. What does it even matter? The world still looks like this. These people over here are still going through that, but I have to find a reason for me to make it. I have to find a reason for me to smile because me frowning and me wishing that it was all over and me questioning all of that is not doing anything for anybody. Most importantly, it's not doing anything for me. Yep. Cause let me tell you something, a miserable Apollo, it like other people around me feel it and are affected by it, but I feel it most and I feel it the hardest and I feel it the most consistently because once I get caught in that mind state I I get stuck there I get stuck there and I make home there and that's where chaos lives for me yeah so it's really about a choice and I I mean and I and I'm grateful for my therapist because they teach me tools every day or every week on how to make that choice in little ways because mm. you can't just it's not a switch you can't just flip it like flip it on the next thing you know oh i'm just gonna be happy and i'm gonna be grateful for life like no it's in the moments where i'm really pissed off like i was today and i just remember i haven't meditated that's that's a that's a micro miracle for me because there was a there was a time in my life i would never think about pausing you mm. want me to stop stop being mad stop being miserable this is my life force this this is my why that's no that's that's like damn yeah when you think about it like that like is your why did you make your why some sort of like negative emotion or it's like somebody somebody once told me you're always serving something 
even serving nothing is serving something. Serving the, the self-righteousness that comes along with not doing what everybody else do, is doing is within, within of itself serving the idea that you're different. Yeah, right. Serving the idea that you're better, that you're like, you know, all these <laughs> things. And so as much as I can, I've tried to cultivate an, an idea and, and through this podcast too, um, a community and being one of many and being okay of that and finding confidence in, in, in my role in, in, in the community, you know? Because I spent so long, I spent years, a good decade thinking that being a loner was, was gonna be the way that, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I, I, I thought that like having that story as my background was gonna be what I needed in order to make myself happy. Yeah. Or I did it by myself. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? Doing it by yourself will, will get you <laughs> by your motherfucking self. Right. Mad, mad at everybody else who has other people on their side. Yeah. Mad at communities. You're the Grinch. Wow. You're the fucking Grinch. You want to be with everybody else, but you but you don't want to be with everybody else because you think they don't want you to be with them. But you just don't want to be with them. Oh my god. Um, tell me something. Are there any um, like mantras or sayings that you live by that have helped you along your journey right now? For instance, and I use this one and I name my podcast this right now. I'm right here. Mm. And that kind of helps to ground me and center me. I even say it sometimes in the morning when I'm just like, okay, I, I don't like, this is going to suck. I have a tendency when I wake up in the morning to think about the thing that's going to suck that day and it hasn't happened. It's 12 hours away. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I go, wait, Apollo, right now you're right here. Mm -hmm. What needs to get done right here? Do you have any like mantras or like even words of wisdom that you use right now that maybe the people can take into their everyday lives? Um, I used to uh, have a note on my phone that would go off like every day every morning that would that it was like from myself and it said love you and then it was a bunch of like I think it said like hey Zach I love you and then it said like a bunch of stuff that I would you know sometimes read but it was like a love letter to myself and it just kind of like you know I would keep it and I think I would keep it on like all day so like you know I could just like scroll on my phone and just kind of see it or just be reminded and I don't do that anymore I've been like journaling on my phone but like wanting to do something like that i think i'm gonna do something like that again i love that bro a yeah. love letter to myself yeah it was That's really so dope when i was doing it it's beautiful man yeah are you working on anything musically i know we were supposed to get to that topic and i just we're gonna have to do a part two i talk so much with the people i care about and the people that i love that like i'm gonna have to just have you come back on again and do I'm this again i burning on too Oh my God, yes, I should get. And let me tell you something. I love you. And one of the best things you've ever done for me is bring Brennan into my life. Aww. <laughs> I love, the, and, and I, he's not that much younger than me, but I'm, I'm always just like, I have to protect you. Like I'm here, <laughs> I was brought into your life to make sure you're okay. It's some kind of way. Not he's, you though, you're fine. You're like a fucking heathen, you're good. No, I. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he man, I see him like as an older brother. You know, 
it's so beautiful. Um, I love Brendan, man. He's so great. Um, his heart is so, both of y'all though. And, and honestly, meeting your dad is when I kind of realized like where y'all get it from. <laughs> you gotta be my mom. I should meet your mom. I've only met sexy Brian. Tell Brian I said, what's up, bro? <laughs> Tell him I said, stop playing. Oh, wait, I'm in a whole relationship. Never mind. It's so funny because uh, certain people I follow feel the same way or, or that like follow me and shit. Oh, yeah. Whenever this is going to be posted, we'll probably feel the same. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Make sure that you go and follow Zach at underscore Zen Baby. Yeah, I think so. It's either yeah. ZenBaby underscore or underscore. It's it's ZenBaby underscore. ZenBaby underscore. And then go through his followers and find his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and find his brother, Brendan. But yeah, I'm going to have Brendan on the show. But um, no, tell me your... Okay, so you told me your mantra. I'm still learning how to do a podcast. Like, I love doing this. This is great. This is great. I think this is a really... Because I think it might be a little hard to edit. I've edited a couple podcasts. But like, if you just take the those main questions like maybe if you send your manager those main questions if she didn't already have access to them and then she can kind of like just find when they're really being answered concisely yeah I feel like she'll you know as long as she's listening to the whole thing and then maybe market there's a lot of gems in here that I think are like just good conversation yeah. in general and it's very and it, I think you do a good job of it being um what's the word it's it's directed pretty well like you have it flowing pretty well it's not like all over the place or anything so thanks man I just, I really wanted to do something that gave back to people what people have given to me. Just, okay. Um, yeah, which is just understanding and, and compassion. But I'm so sorry, one moment. Are you in a library? I'm in um, one of, okay. So uh, everybody go and follow ZenBaby underscore on Instagram. Uh, check out music. You have new stuff? Are you working on stuff? I know you just did a, a music video. Yeah, um, I've been doing a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. Like, uh, uh, did a music video for Julius Dolls. Oh, um, good friend. I went to high school with him. Really, really great artist. We did a video with Brennan, and then also helped out with the video with my roommate uh, Nicholas. Yes, my core Rex. Very, very talented artist. Met him in college. Uh, also with Brennan did that uh, for myself. And then we're also finishing up a screenplay and pre-production for a, a feature that we're working on. But for myself, I'm, um, yes, I'm making music, um, finishing up a few songs that I'm gonna put out uh, at some point this year, um, just trying to figure out, ex like, I don't know how I wanna go about that, but it's gonna be dope. Yes, Regardless, of course. It's gonna be real dope. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited. The rollout, I'm not entirely sure just yet, but um, no, they're really good. I'm very excited to share um, music to the world. I'm excited to hear it, man. You're one of my favorite artists. Thank you. I appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Zen Baby. I love you, buddy. Love you too. I rush into the future, baby. I run it from the past. You've been listening to Right Now, Right Here with Apollo Mighty. I'd like to thank you, my guests, and my sponsors for making this possible. If you have any questions or suggestions for guests or topics, send an email to apollo at apollomighty.com. 
You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. And be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. I'll see you next week for another episode of Right Now, Right Here. Right now, right here.